Next on BYU Sports Nation, our 2018 season preview. BYU football fall camp has ended, and it's time to go on record. Predictions, projections, and prognostications. We go two-on-one with the head ball coach, Kalani Satake. When can we expect a starting QB to be named, and will it be public? He answered the question. Plus, senior linebacker Butch Pau, why he believes we'll see the smiling phenom of old, and who's his fall camp MVP? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, the BYU football season preview special for the 2018 campaign. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, August 24th, wherever and however you are connected Wonderful to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with calisthenics expert Jerem Jordan. In middle school, we would do, we would always do calisthenics, and I never really know knew how to do it. Well, that's why you made it your life mission to become a calisthenics expert. <sighs> that's pathetic. No disrespect <laughs> to anyone who's an expert in that field. You probably make more than I do. <laughs> that's the unfortunate truth, right? Is that a thing in 2018. But are they having no. as much fun as we are? How do you quantify fun? <laughs> I'll be having more fun if BYU goes to a bowl game. Amen to that. Yeah. Amen to that. And it all starts in exactly... Countdown to the Wildcats. Eight days away. Yeah, stretch. Okay. Reach for your toes. Okay. Let's go, BYU football. A week from today, we're going to be... We doing confetti? We haven't even talked about this. We doing confetti? Next I think Friday? it's tradition, right? In this studio, it is the biggest mess, and it lasts months. Like, it years. keeps coming down. Years. Perhaps years, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised we haven't seen one come down in a while. Did we do, well, it wasn't last year. Two years ago, we were in the BYU store, so we're like, you guys okay with this? They said, yeah. We're like, huh, they have no idea. Well, and then we did it, and they were like, <laughs> man, this is a lot bigger of a mess than we thought. Like, well, we got to go to lunch, so uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Love you, bye. Yes, the confetti cannons. I love the idea talk on the air. <laughs> what should we do? I don't. About this I don't thing? know. Yeah, let's do confetti yeah, in a week from today, man. Cannons. Celebrate. Perhaps, perhaps we don't shoot the cannons so much up as we do out, so that it's like a little bit the camera easier to. Yeah, that's a okay. better visual effect as okay. well, right? Well, we've learned some things. Yes, we're coming up on five years, by the way, on September second. I can't believe it. I really can't believe it. Five five years, years. of the show. Exciting. Yes, sir. Exciting. All rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. The guys are really excited. That, that just tells them that the season's right around the corner, and my guys are just excited to go out there and play, play a game against somebody else, you know. So uh, I'm really excited to see our guys play. I've been really pleased with what they've done and how their coaches have, have worked with them in, in this fall camp. It's go time. BYU takes the field against Arizona one week from tomorrow. We anticipate we'll know who the BYU starting quarterback is really at any moment this weekend. Jeremiah, I know you've been very clear about who you think the guy is. Has anything changed with the emergence of Zach Wilson? Who's the BYU starting quarterback at Arizona? Baylor, Rom, no, uh, Tanner Mangum. Tanner Mangum's going to be the guy. I feel like... Everything that we've said has come to fruition. Zach Wilson had a tremendous fall camp. Pushed Tanner Mangum. Ultimately, Tanner Mangum uh, won the camp. Uh, he, he could have lost it by a little bit, and he'd still be named the starter. 
because he's a senior, and I think BYU gave him every chance to win it, and it looks like he won it, perhaps by a nose. But uh, Tanner Mangum, I believe, will be the starting quarterback against Arizona. When all is said and done, the old trusty Toy Story legend Woody is going to be the guy. Buzz Lightyear was amazing. Zach Wilson was amazing. And to his credit, he made it a debate up to this point of camp. Like To, to make it so that Tanner Mangum wasn't the clear starter is absolutely a credit to Zach Wilson. But Tanner Mangum's going to be the guy. Lean on experience. This will be the third season that he has started at least one game. And I think that with BYU probably coming out of the gate a little bit more conservative and wanting to have a guy that has dealt with an opposing crowd and a big-time environment, why not? Why not hope that it works out for Tanner Mangum? And if it doesn't, then you can then you have the get-out-of-jail-free card and you can go to the younger guy. But I think it's Tanner Mangum. It's a tradition unlike any other. It goes back to the year 2014. Spencer, who is the 2018 BYU football fall camp MVP? It's Zach Wilson keeping in line with the theme of what I believe will be the backup quarterback. It was <laughs> Mitch Christian, Matthews has won this award. True, which is part of why he's elite. Really? Because he won a fall camp MVP? It's all part of the legacy that he leaves behind. Yeah, and getting cut from the Browns is awesome, too. I love Mitch. Don't make me do this. I'm not making you do anything. Yes, you are. I am You're not making you do elite. I am not making you do anything. <laughs> I want that, is, that argument. I don't need to argue it oh anymore. Oh my goodness. Zach Wilson's the fall camp MVP, joining the ranks of Christian Stewart and Tanner Mangum when he was the backup to Taysom Hill. Notable list. Yeah. Well, the thing is, those bo- be the all of those guys have won big games for BYU. Absolutely. They've all won big games for BYU. And I think yes. Zach Wilson will win big games for BYU will at it, some point in his it, career. Will it be this year? I hope, I hope that it's not this year. I hope it's I do, not. too. I hope he redshirts. I hope it's not this year that BYU has to rely on yeah. his arm and his talent. Let him ease into this thing. But, yeah, again, going along with what I just said. He pushed Tanner Mangum to essentially one week before the first game and made it so the coaches had to collaborate and deliberate again and again and again, and we're finally going to find out who the quarterback is, we think, this weekend, and we're confident that it's Tanner Mangum, but that's because Zach Wilson has overperformed consistently for the last month. You were right on the Z. It's Zane Anderson. Zane Anderson is replacing the only NFL draft pick for BYU last season and Fred Warner, and Zane Anderson is the man. He had two interceptions and a pass breakup yesterday. Uh, He's had an interception nearly every practice, it feels like. Uh, Converted linebacker from safety, playmaker, leader on defense. If Kainakua had played linebacker, he would play like Zane Anderson. So I think Zane Anderson was the most valuable player for BYU football in fall camp. He made a huge impact. Everyone is talking about him. He's well-deserving. Can we give one to both sides of the ball? No. We give one. We, did, well, we can break it out in the future to offensive and Well, defensive. that's unfortunate because then it has to be Zach Wilson. Uh, I was it's, trying to bring you into the fold and make it so that we could both have him, but now, listen, now it's just got to be Zach. Zach, sir, Zach gets uh, a lot of votes, too. It just Zane got one more vote. <laughs> we should, like, poll First ballot, fall a camp yeah, MVP. Yeah, we should do a first team all. It's like 22 <laughs> guys. It'd be as cool as the all-independent team with, like, four teams. I think it'd be better than the all-independent team. The all-independent team makes me laugh every time. There are four teams. Everyone's going to make it. Yes. BYU football will begin to go on record in eight days, and it's time we join rank. Let's walk through the 2018 schedule game by game with win-loss predictions for all 
12 of those contests, starting with Arizona in Tucson one week from tomorrow. Jerem, BYU win or loss against the Wildcats? Okay, let's walk through this. I I really hope BYU wins all 12 of these games. Amen. There's two that I yes. don't think are going to be close, but I'm going loss on this one. And I agree. BYU is a 14-point underdog. It's game number one under a new offensive coordinator. It's Khalil Tate. It's, yeah, it's conservative, new offense. Typically, yeah. BYU does not score I, a lot of points in the opening I game. I hope BYU goes in and wins that game. Yeah. Trust, I, I work for BYU. I want BYU to win every game. Come on. But I'm calling loss on this one. Yeah. Okay. We're in agreement there. BYU hosting Cal to open up the 2018 Lavelle Edwards uh, stadium opener. And uh, what do you got, man? Win. Cal was 5-7. and seven. They're not going to be that much improved this year. BYU has a 19% chance, according to ESPN's Football Power Index, of winning this game That's on their That's based on field. how the, path- the pathetic team last year. And I'm somewhat basing... Cal didn't add a lot of weapons. So why is Cal, who went 5-7, and seven, no- such an overwhelming favorite on the road? Because BYU lost to UMass last year. I think so BYU they would certainly will win. lose to Cal and in if, that. If we're going to keep a tradition, BYU, BYU wins this typically game. has been strong in their home opener in if the BYU last. BYU lose that game, they're in serious trouble. 20 years. If BYU starts 0 2, they're in serious trouble. They're going to split. Okay. So we have 1 and 1 after the two opening games. Then BYU travels to, at the time, probably number three, maybe number four, Wisconsin. Loss. Next. I like, agree. That's good. That's. The best BYU teams can go in there and probably lose 95% of the time. You know All what right. I mean? Like, that's a really good Wisconsin team in a tough place to play. BYU with an opportunity to bounce back against McNeese State. Win, obviously. McNeese State, though, was 9-2 and two last year, 9-3. and three. They weren't no slouch. He's sure he's going to be here for that game, by the way. He's the head basketball coach. Of course there. he is. Yeah. yeah. So BYU, BYU's 2-2. Two 2-2. And two. Two and two. We agree. Okay. okay. How about Washington? Oh, man. Top top five top or top ten teams. They're right there with, with, with uh, Wisconsin. So, I mean, right... It's a loss. It's a it's a loss. You want BYU again to win every game, but there's a moral victory opportunity here in this game. And oh that's boy. to be competitive. Okay, I it's so true and I hate it. It's so true and I hate <laughs> okay, it. Okay, through the months. So of BYU's two and three. Two and three. BYU's two and three. Utah State. BYU bounces back in a big way. They win. open up October win. with a big win against Utah State. Yes. yes. Hawaii win. Back to back wins stinks. for the Cougars. Even, They're over 500. Even a 3 and 9 team puts smack down on Hawaii. BYU is over 500 for the first time in the season after a win against Hawaii, 4 and 3. Northern Illinois. This game scares me a lot because they bring back the nation's leading uh quarterback sacker and they're super disciplined and well coached and they typically win like are in position to challenge for the MAC. But I still think that BYU finds a way. It's going to be close. It might be a little ugly. BYU beats Northern Illinois to go 5-3 and three and win three games in a row. I go upset loss. It's either that or Cal, and I'm just going with Northern Illinois in this case. Perhaps it's a Toledo game where BYU doesn't make the field goal. Oh. So you have BYU now at 4-4. Four and four, mm-hmm. Have the Cougars at 5-3. and three. Mm-hmm. Boise State on the blue in early November. Loss. I think this could be a game that BYU is really close in. They have been three or four times. BYU's lost by one point up there. Yeah, right now I just can't put the expectation on BYU to go and win that game when they haven't done that yes. to date. Yes. So I think they dropped to 5-4, and four, and now with your record, you have them below 500. UMass and New Mexico State win. win. Oh, this is a guaranteed win for you, right, Guaranteed Jared? UMass, BYU can't lose to UMass ever again. This game will be harder than most people think. It is in Boston, two time zones, mid-November. It's going to be cold, but I think BYU finds a way to win. Finds a way against UMass? That is a pathetic take at where we're at. Oh, my gosh. I, 
<laughs> Finds a way to beat the Minutemen. I'm just saying, like Paul they, Revere they, ain't showing up. They've got to this some guys. One. They have some guys that come back from last year's team that beat BYU in Provo. Like this won't be as easy of a win as if BYU most people loses back to back games to UMass. Just cut athletics. Just be BYU. That's not happening. Just be BYU. That's not happening. Okay. That would be pathetic. Beat UMass. We need T-shirts. All right, you're five and five. I'm six and four after the UMass game, which means I think BYU is bowl eligible after beating UMass in Foxborough. All right, New Mexico State win. Yes, it's a win. And Utah. <sighs> That's a loss until they beat them, and it's on the road. If it's at home, I'm still saying loss. I think BYU can beat Utah. I'm just, what am I? What do I actually think is going to happen? Probably a loss. Yeah, I don't even want to answer this Even question. Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams, two-point conversion away, but still lost. They never beat Utah. <laughs> like, that, it's hard. It's hard. They're a good player. They're, they're a good team. It's in Seven Salt Lake. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that yeah. Uh, yeah. for some reason Utah overlooks BYU because maybe they're playing in the Pac-12 championship game and they don't want to play all their guys. I don't know. I don't know. Go Trojans. That's what I think. <laughs> so I go 6-6. Six and six. You go seven and five. Seven and five. I'm keeping it low so that if BYU gets seven or eight, I'm going to be like pleasantly surprised. I'm keeping it low on purpose. Yeah, I feel like I'm being aggressive with seven. I'm leaning more towards seven, honestly, but I'm going with six. I'm like six and a half. I think we're we're (laughs) both right there at six and a half. SB S and P just came out with an updated. No, no, no. Team rankings. They said five point four. So there you go. All right. Continuing the projection business. What's your number one bold prediction? For the 2018 football season, Spencer. Okay, let me set it up with this. If BYU beats Arizona, and I have been banging this drum all week long, everything changes. The mentality, the confidence, the rhetoric, the expectation. If BYU beats Arizona, the Cougars will start the season 2-0. and Oh, the, yeah! Yes! The hype machine will be rolling when BYU starts the season 2-0. and But Obviously, you have to beat Arizona. If BYU beats Arizona, they're not losing to Cal in Provo. They're not losing to California in Provo. You go in there and beat Khalil Tate in Tucson and do something that John Here, Beck, Johnny Harlan, and Curtis Tate Brown could do. Cal, look at that. If you go in and do something that John Beck couldn't do as a senior with a loaded team that went 11 and 2, you're not coming home and losing to Cal. My bold prediction, BYU starts the season 2-0, and oh, and there is life and excitement immediately injected back into the entire BYU Sports Nation fan base. That would be awesome. Mine is BYU wins three gauntlet games. Three gauntlet games. So does that mean that would be Arizona, two, Cal, probably. and Utah? Perhaps. Perhaps Boise State. Maybe Boise State. Because there's two that BYU's not going to win, and there's four others that they could maybe win, right? Um, of the six games in the gauntlet, if you're not familiar, it's the five Power Five teams, Arizona, Cal, Washington, Wisconsin, Utah, plus Boise State. So my bold prediction is that BYU wins three of those. So it could be Arizona, it could be Cal, it could be Boise State, it could be Utah. Washington and Wisconsin, if BYU wins those games, one of those games, that would be one of the biggest wins in BYU history. Like, one of the top five best wins ever. So that's why I say, okay, if that happens, awesome, but probably not, right? Um, Arizona and Cal, it, I'm with you. I, I think mine sort of encompasses yours plus something, right? That BYU wins the first two, and then they beat Boise State or Utah. I feel like the Arizona game is so important because it's where it's placed. It can be the tone setter for the 2018 season. And and it could be a tone setter and a loss. There could be the, although I'm hesitant to say it, the moral victory of, okay, you know what? The the offense competed. Khalil Tate was just too good. We put up enough points, but the but Khalil Tate was that much better, just barely, and BYU loses. And we go, okay, the offense played well. 
Galilte was too much. Let's beat Cal, and then let's go from there. But if BYU beats Arizona, all of a sudden, it gets really exciting. I got roasted all week long for picking Arizona as my game that I want a guaranteed win in. Well, the context of that, it's not everyone wants to beat Arizona. It's that it's like, why wouldn't you take another game? Because what's the best way to set up success for the entire season? Start it the right way. And you're a 14-point underdog there. In like 10 years, it'd be like, hey, remember that Arizona win? No, no, no. It'd be like, hey, remember that Washington win? That was awesome. Well, I don't know. John Beck couldn't do it. John Beck couldn't do it. We're talking about John Beck as a senior. He he couldn't do that. He couldn't win in Tucson. Like that, that's intense. Question of the day. What is your bold prediction for the 2018 BYU football season? I say 2-0 start. Jerem says winning three gauntlet games. Time to hear from you. This is Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Joe Brady 12 on Twitter. The BYU defense will get at least two interceptions per game. Uh, one. And five wow. will be returned for touchdowns during the season. Hashtag wow. defense wins championships. What championship are you referring to, Joe Brady 12? <laughs> yeah, what, what, the independent championship? That'd well, be maybe. Great. All right. Coming up, what did senior linebacker Butch Powell think of each quarterback in the starting race this fall camp? But first, can Jerem Jordan get the head ball coach Kalani Satake to do an up-down? This team's done a ton of them this fall camp. We're two-on-one with the BYU football head coach next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesdays at 8 Eastern, watch BYU football with Kalani Satake as host Greg Rubel. That was his photo he saw on TV as a 12-year-old. Talks with Satake, a, a player to be Matt Bushman, and an assistant coach. It's Tuesday at 8 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. And join us next week for the season debut in studio as we are taping this one and this one only at 1.30 Mountain Time in Studio C. You can reserve your seat at byucougars.com slash Satake Show. If fashion trends hold serve, those glasses that Greg has on... Will be given back to his grandmother. They will be popular again at some point. I hate I hate to say it, but it's going to happen. <laughs> Live from Studio B, it, your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. If you missed the show... A reminder, download the podcast or watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and experience BYU Sports Nation whenever you want. Our question of the day, what is your bold prediction for the 2018 BYU football season? At Cunningham.Chris9 on Instagram, undefeated at home. I don't think that's that bold. I have you BYU don't? Like 5-1. and one. So Six, Just one more game. 6-0. and oh. Coming off of a season, BYU went 2-4 and four at home. You don't think going undefeated at home is a bold prediction? No, BYU fired the offensive staff. Still, they got it's, rid it, of them. It's year one of a new staff, so going the, undefeated for the home. You don't you you play one Power Five team, so and it's not Boise State, and it's not you're not playing a team that's winning ten plus games. Chris, I think that's a bold prediction. Six and zero, undefeated at home. That means BYU is going to win at least we think seven games, right? At least. Yeah, pretty good. Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. BYU football head coach Kalani Satake wrapped up fall camp yesterday. In fact, BYU scrimmaged with Arizona in mind. Jeremy and I spoke with the head football coach two-on-one immediately following that scrimmage to get his take on all of fall camp and what he expects in Tucson a little over a week from today. 
Let's start with the obvious question, Kalani. Who's the starting coach? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got all the coaches here, so that, yeah, that uh, the lineup is still the same. When do you want to determine who the starting quarterback is? Um, as soon as possible. I think uh, more importantly, we're just going to need to talk to the guys and, and uh, let them know what went into the decisions. And I mean, open communication is the most important thing for us as coaches and letting our guys know where they stand. But regardless of how depth charts work, you know, you saw last year guys have to be ready to play. And so uh, the huge emphasis in camp this year was to get our guys ready, our our depth better and um the only way to do that was to play a lot of live reps and i'm glad we came out of it as you know with not major any major injuries this fall camp do you know who the starting quarterback is going to be um i have to talk to grimes and a-rod what are you grilling me on these questions <laughs> kalani the season's almost here we gotta go baby <laughs> if you ain't ready you gotta tell us it's one of the two guys so <laughs> zach or tanner it's one of the two <laughs> all right we're learning things. Yeah. We're learning things today. Won't be like, unless Steve Young wants to come yeah. back and have another year to play, okay. then that might throw a wrench in things. But. Baylor Romney runs out there. We're like, whoa, whoa. we didn't see yeah. that. That's crazy. Yes. Now, at this juncture, because there hasn't been a revealed starting quarterback, do you seriously consider holding on to that until the game? Because, I mean, you're nine days away. No, I think it's important for the team to know who's going to um, – who's going to be the starting quarterback when, when we open the game up. And I think it's important for them to know the positions, you know, the, not just the quarterback position, but all of it going into the prep. I think it's important for our, our first-team defense to know that they're first-team guys and then the backup guys to know that they're going to be the backup. So I think that's the whole point of competing for a starting spot is that you do it and then you name the starters and then you go with it. And you, you uh, if you can use more than just that, the 11 starters, then great. But for the most part, you gotta you got to have a, a winner in the competition. Sorry, let me clarify that question a little bit. Not revealing it to the public. Maybe the team knows, but not telling the public. Is that is that an option? Probably not. I, I think I think it's important just to go with it, you know, and I think it, it, they deserve it. Our quarterback deserves it. Our, our whole team deserves to win the starting spot. And I don't, I don't know if keeping it secret until game time really matters. And then I think you're just emphasizing the wrong things. You know what I mean? We're, we're trying to get our squad ready to play and, and not really worry about, um, you know, trying to the gamesmanship of it all. I think that's it's important for us to just be up front, let the team know, let our fans know, and let our opponents know who the starter is. What surprised you in fall camp? Um, probably the, the lack of injuries. I don't know if that surprised us. I, I was happy about it, but uh, the, we were so physical and did a lot of live tackling and to come out of it with uh, with not, not a lot of uh, you know, injuries. I think it's we're fortunate, but uh, yeah, I, I couldn't have written any better. You know, the way that it ended up. But I thought maybe um, the air quality wasn't great. That was a, a you know a little different than what we expected. And and um, I wanted it to be hotter. So if we can get it even more hot, we're we we basically told our guys it's going to be the hottest they've ever been. And so it, what would be more surprising if all of a sudden it was like 60 degrees in Tucson when we kicked off. That would kind of ruin things for us, I guess. <laughs> that would be great, Tucson. Well, yeah. I looked last night, no kidding, early projection for kickoff in Tucson should be low 90s. Awesome. So so we're on the right path. Yeah, yeah, you have prepared them accordingly. Yes. Um, when you look at nine days away, how much attention are you paying now to Arizona football and what they do? Yeah, the focus now goes on, the, on completely on Arizona. And, I mean, obviously we still want to want to get our, our, our team to function correctly with our fundamentals and this technique and the scheme that we're trying to, you know, you know trying to take to Tucson. But um, we want to see what – there's a lot of um, – 
there's a lot of unknowns, even, even with Coach Sumlin being new there. I think Marcel Yates is the same coordinator, and so maybe a couple changes there. But um, you know, we know we know uh, Noel Mazzoni is the offensive coordinator. We've been been around him quite a bit, so I think they could be a few things that are a little different. But they have a great quarterback that can that's a Heisman candidate, and uh, we'll start there first defensively and offensively. We'll try to uh, you know try to see what we can establish our identity on the field against Marcel Yates' defense. How would you assess the play of your defense in fall camp? Good. I think I think the offense got a good head start, and I think the defense came on strong towards the end and made it really competitive. And I think the uh, a lot of credit that goes to the uh, offensive line being so physical, you know. And then we had to just match it. And so I think you just get sick and tired of being pushed around. You might want to stand your ground sometime, and it kind of happened. And, and um, yeah, we'll see how, how it works against Arizona. And I know these guys are anxious to play against somebody else. Have the various position switches, especially on defense, have those been validated in fall camp, or do you still need to see that in games? No, definitely. I, I think we, we already knew what we wanted to get done, moving Sione to linebacker and Zane to, to flash. Uh, we knew what they could bring to us. It's just a matter of them understanding the scheme and the technique, and they, they already had it down before we even started practice one. You know, So I've been really happy with Zane. I, he's such a, uh, such a, a great football player player he's got great instincts so it was an easy adjustment for him and you know we made some uh, some changes uh, on other positions but I think the the mindset is what's best for the kid and his best opportunity to get on the field and possibly get him an opportunity to the next level but also helps us win you know so uh, we do all that and it's I think it's it's working really well I know you were a big proponent of okay things have obviously got to change from last year to this year We've got to switch things up. I want the culture to be different. I want accountability to be different. It's one thing to say it, but it's another to implement it and see how that has really affected the team. So how has that changed in accountability and culture from your perspective to this juncture of fall camp? Well, I mean, I think it's the the easy thing to say is that last year was all crap and scratch it all, right? Just forget it all. But that's not true. I mean, we did some really good things and we had some good moments and, and, and uh, it's to build on the positive things and then challenge our guys to, to do a little bit more and different and, and be a little bit emphasize some things that are different that will make us um, find our identity you know I think it's easy to say this is what we're going to be but <laughs> you need to put in the work and and uh, in order for it to all work out the way that you want and then that starts for me as a head coach you know and I think um, once they see all of us willing to change and do things differently uh, I think we're to the core we're still the same guy, same program same thing you know and BYU always be the same because it's what we represent and the way we take the field and the way we play the game, but uh, the way we execute some things. I think we looked a little di- uh, at, at a few things that could highlight um, what we can do to, to kind of get an edge, and it requires a little bit more sacrifice. And and our guys realizing that BYU is really hard, and it's going to be a, a wonderful four or five years, but it's going to be hard. And that's what we, we, we said. That's what made the mission so so special for us to serve that because it was really hard <laughs> it was difficult and you work extremely hard and being a guy that's been there before um this is going to be hard and i i had a great time doing it but the reason why it was so memorable is because i grew so much and maybe the person that i am and the friends that i got to be around and, and the the woman that makes all the decisions in my life you know so we're all on the same page there right and so i think if rather than trying to be something else we just elevate what we are as, as byu and as a program and and appreciate our fan base that loves us so much. How many up-downs can you do right now? Because the <laughs> team after practice has, like, these punishments for certain things and in their position groups. So how many could you could do? How many could you do right now? Um, well, I, I would be willing to do as many as I need to. <laughs> 
but if if there's no reason for it, then I'm not going to just do it for fun, right? I was going to ask you to do one, but maybe not now. Like people ask me, when's the last time you hiked the Y? I'm like, I I remember when I was up there as a freshman in college, and I don't think (laughs) I I don't think the view has changed much since then. Ninety four, right? Yeah, so. I mean, and if I really need to check out the view, my wife hikes it quite a bit, so she can tell me, take pictures yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. We have high-definition yeah. cameras for all of that now. <laughs> so being lazy. I just like, come on. Like, there's other things that, I, that are on the priority list right now than up-downs and hiking the Y. Prudent is the word. I think. Yes. Yeah. got to win games. i got to get ready for, for Arizona and going to Tucson. <laughs> <laughs> you guys telling me hiking the Y and all that up-down stuff. We're just looking out for your overall health, Coach. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm working off, working out just enough, right? I'm not, I'm not out there where people think that that's all I'm doing is working out, but I'm not falling behind where you have to be a little worried about my health. Just enough. Let's not make any T-shirts with yeah. that on. I'm, I'm at the C, no. I'm at the C, C grade right now. Okay. In, in, in physique, right? And A mentally. <laughs> Spiritually is the most important one. Okay. Yeah. Kalani, it's great to talk to you. Uh, obviously, we're stoked for uh, the season, as are you, uh, with Arizona approaching. Thanks. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Go Cougs. Now, one up, down. typically, go. this is where you think the interview just is over and we bro hug it out. Yeah. But but uh, he said, I'll do an up, down if you do one. So then I did one that wasn't that good. And there it is. And then uh, here's Kalani doing You called it. Kalani oh! to action. And he, he's got quick feet, and he did it. He's a man of his word. And then he asked you to do it, and you did it in a white polo. And then he complimented yeah, me for not getting nice. a grass stain on my white polo. Very nice. <laughs> he's got quick feet, dude. I can see where he was like an effective look fullback. Look at those calves, look at dude. Look at those calves. Those are first-team All-American calves. Nicely done. So, I, so I, we did up-downs with Kalani's attack. When you said it originally, I was like... Uh, I wonder if he'll do it. And then he didn't. He didn't really bite on that, so I'm glad you held his feet to the fire and, and asked him to do it again. Listen, someone's got to push him. Let's go. And he specifically asked us not to show that on TV. So <laughs> you're welcome, Kalani. <laughs> coming up, who will lead the team in rushing, receiving, and more? Our season projections, more of them are coming up. And why can we expect to see more of smiling Butch Powell this season? He tells us next. Nice form, Jerome. Kalani had great form. Look at this. This is BYU hey. Sports Nation. Hey! Mondays at 1 Eastern, Gregor Bell talks with BYU football coordinators on Coordinator's Corner with Jeff Grimes, Elisa Tuiaki, and Ed Lamb. It's Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, starting this Monday, and for the first time on BYU TV as well as BYU Radio, on Monday at 1 Eastern time. Can't wait. Happy Friday, BYU Sports Nation. We are rolling our 2018 BYU football season preview special. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, national simulcast on BYU TV. As always, on demand, online, BYUSN.com, anytime, anywhere. And here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. In case you missed it, BYU held their final scrimmage of fall camp, and the focus is now officially on Arizona. Hey, offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes, are you ready to play a game now? We could play a game today. We certainly could. The only thing we haven't done to this point, we've we've done everything that we needed to do other than spend more time prepping for our first opponent. So we're not ready to play them, but in terms of us being game ready, we're there. Hey, I like that answer. Give BYU seven more days to go for Arizona, but they needed to play any game. He says they're game ready. Cougars are playing in NFL preseason games tonight. They include Jordan Leslie, Kyle Van Oyd, Jamal Williams, Ziggy Ansah. All see NFL preseason action tonight. Good luck, gentlemen. BYU announced that it would induct five 
former players into the 2018 BYU Sports Hall of Fame class, or sorry, BYU Athletic Hall of Fame class. These players include Johnny Harleen, who is still open. Heard of him. Russell Holmes of volleyball. Aaron Russell from swim and dive. Lindsey Steele Metcalf. Dual sport athlete, dual sport All-American in volleyball and the high jump, and Daniel Summerhays from golf. What a class. Very nice. Yeah, a lot of great names in there. And BYU women's soccer plays ninth-ranked Texas A&M tonight in College Station. Coverage begins at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. Now, if the ladies can get a result or a point against Texas A&M, then perhaps they have turned the page after last season. Butch Powell has come a long way in his BYU football career. It's been up and down, roller coaster, injuries. We just want to see him smile more. Why does he think that that could be the case this year? Two-on-one, BYU football, all access with the senior linebacker. Butch, as you begin Arizona preparation, how are things different this year compared to a week out going into Portland State last year? Sheesh. um, I think the difference this year when it comes to the players on the team is everyone's holding each other accountable for their specific position. So you saw a lot. What you saw a lot of that with the offense this year was right after our weightlifts. These guys were out there on their own, doing their own thing, making sure that in their position groups they understood the plays, what they were supposed to do on certain routes, and where they're supposed to fit on certain run blocks. And I mean, you see that they're they're doing really well now. They they beat us sometimes, and we can beat them sometimes. And so it's great that both sides are competing against each other, making each other better. What were some of the plays that stuck out in the scrimmage today in the stadium, in your opinion? So for me, um, a lot of people had questions about Fred, who's going to replace Fred, who's going to kind of like be that guy to kind of lead the team this year because that's, that's what he did. And so Zane has stepped up tremendously since spring ball. I mean, a guy who came down from the safety position is coming down playing linebacker now, so he has to take on guys like Braden O'Bakery, Tristan Hodge. And these guys are tanks. These guys are tanks, but Zane has no fear. And so you saw Zane with two picks today, one PBU and a ton of tackles. So I think we're going to be fine. I mean, yeah, you're going to miss Fred, but Zane can do that job. How much more contact is involved in this year's fall camp compared to last year? So it seems like when it came to the scrimmages, there were a lot of more contact, a lot of live contact this year. When it came to practices, what the coaches wanted us to do was to make sure that we fit in the right position when it came to tackling because last year we did a lot, missed a lot of tackles and so the emphasis for them was if we can get in the right position at the right time when it comes to even just touching them then when it comes to games it's going to become a lot easier. What will we notice is the biggest difference with you this season? Uh, I mean we've lost a lot of weight so I'll be able to run a lot more and not get tired. So <laughs> How much weight? So I've lost 15 pounds, 15, 17 pounds so yeah last year just Struggle when it came to moving laterally. Struggle to when it came to pass coverages or even just run fits. And this year we're we're down back to 220. And so if we can just stay at that weight, then we'll be able to fly around this year. What do you mean by run fits? So I mean you saw in 2016 that holes are wide open, and because I was at a lighter weight, I was able to control my body when it came to just fitting up correctly, and I was able to make some some good hits on some great running backs. And so the hope this year is that we can do it again. How can you quantify that? You are quicker. Not just feel quicker, but you actually are quicker. Uh, yeah, let's have you run right now. No, no, Show thank us. you. Prove it. No, Prove it, you. Butch. There's a lot of fast guys here on the field, so they'll make me look bad. But <laughs> I think if you, if you just see me flying around and smiling this year, you'll see that Butch Powell's a lot lighter, Butch Powell's a lot quicker, and he's finally back. Thank goodness. So if you're not smiling, is that an indication that you're upset at something? Like, like what does the smile mean for you so in-game? The, the smile means for me that I'm having fun. That's what it means most. I mean, when I play best when I'm having fun, and... 
when you see me smiling, that means we're doing a great job on our defensive side. Even if we're not, I'm still having fun playing with my guys. And so you didn't see that much last year, but this year it'll be back. We spoke with Moroni Lalu Pututau about accountability and the culture shift of BYU football from one year ago to this year. And he talked about the coaches, they're just loving us up, man. They're, they're, and I said, well, do you feel the love when you're doing 40 up-downs, you know, and, and, and dealing with that accountability? How do you approach that and, and the culture shift that has taken place? So when Coach Kalani, after last season, he said that there's going to be a lot of change. And when he said that, he also mentioned to us players that you guys have to come with different changes for yourself because if you play the same like you did this past year, then we're going to go 4-9 and nine again. And so everyone, Coach Kalani had everyone write down three different goals they were going to set for themselves this next year. And each of those goals were goals like on the football field, whether it be in the classroom or off the field. How are we going to be able to conduct our life? And he felt that way because he feels that if we can take care of things off the field and things on the field naturally just will, will happen. So wins will come. We'll play a lot faster. We'll play a lot more games together than we did last year. And so when it comes to accountability, the coaches just put that out there for us, and they began to trust us that we would do that. And so with us being able to do that, then things and the flow of things is a lot more easier for us. So we're doing a good job so far. Let's talk about both quarterbacks. First, Tanner Mangum. What's impressed you about his fall camp? It seems like the old Tanner's back. Like, for me, what I see is that Tanner's having fun again. And I guess that's just the name of the game. If you can have fun while playing the sport you love, then things are a lot easier. When you mess up, you you just get over the play and you move on to the next one. And so it's good to see old Tanner back, and I think Tanner's going to have a good year. And how about Zach Wilson? Confidence. That's, that's a guy who doesn't struggle with any confidence. I mean, he'll take a shot, he'll throw the ball right in there, and if they don't catch it or if, he, if it's in completion, then Zach's like, it's okay, we'll move on to the next play. And so you see Zach taking chances, and you see Zach just comfortable with the sophomores, juniors, and seniors that have played before him. And so he feels like he can win that job, and whoever does win that job, you know, we're going to support him either way. The dude took two BYU cheerleaders to prom. I don't think confidence is an issue, right? Yeah, he's kind of a man. He's kind of the man, I should say. No, no, it's one thing to take two BYU cheerleaders in back-to-back years, but in the same no, no, prom. No, in the same two, prom. I mean, yes. that's a record, right? Yeah, he's the man. Everyone yeah, looks at that guy. Confidence is, is not an issue. All right, who has emerged as the leader on the defensive side of the football? Dang, that's a great question. We have a lot of them. Um, I think this year it's, it's been Tione Takitaki and Zane Anderson. We'll give it to both of those guys. Um, Zane coming into the spring, he kind of didn't know what his feel was, but working out with the linebackers, still working out with the, the safeties and DBs, he's still moving fast but getting stronger while working out with us. And then Sione, he's kind of stepped up in that role of being the more vocal leader. So I, I would have to say that those two guys have stepped it up a ton and they're going to continue to lead our defense this year. Okay, let's uh, wrap it up with this. Who's the fall camp MVP in your mind? We have to name somebody, but we would like your opinion. You know, I'd have to give that to my younger brother, Neil Powell. Nepotism, yeah. nice. Yeah, I know, I know. It's a little biased. <laughs> but, I mean, just Neil has come a long way. Um, the coaches were really iffy about him, but he took it upon himself to prove them wrong, and he's now one of the leaders on this team, and he continues to show out. So I'd have to give it to my brother. All right, Butch, good stuff. We appreciate the time, as always. Thank you, guys. Good to see Butch smile. I hope we see a lot of that during the games in 2018. Coming up, who will lead the team in tackles and interceptions this season? And will BYU have a 1,000-yard rusher or receiver? Bold predictions potentially next. This is BYU Sports Nation. 
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Women's Soccer takes on number nine, Texas A&M, tonight on BYU Radio. Coverage begins at 8.30 Eastern Time. Oh, hey, let's go. Top 10 foe. They're going to host number one, Stanford, on August 30th as well. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation always open on social media. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, hashtag BYUSN whenever and wherever you would like to converse with us. Our question of the day. What's your bold prediction for the 2018 BYU football season? At the Fongolian on Instagram, three wins against the Power Fives, including a win at Utah. That would be nice. Bold with an extra. Really bold. Let's go ahead and make some projections or predictions or prognostications, whatever you want to call them, for specific numbers. And just maybe some of these will feel a little bit bold, but we're not intending for them. To be bold, it's just what we think is actually going to happen in the 2018 season. Starting with this, Jerem, how many passing touchdowns will BYU quarterbacks have in 2018? Keep in mind, they had a combined 13 last season. You go first because my answer was based on yours. <sighs> 21. I go 22. Oh, you got one up me? Yeah, you got one up me? You. Well, hopefully the quarterbacks will one up all of us. <laughs> Okay. Okay. How many quarterbacks will start for BYU this season? We've chronicled how this plays out in Independence. It's normally not just one. Mm. Yeah, I think I think we'll see two different quarterbacks start. Now that doesn't mean that BYU will automatically have an injury somewhere. Maybe they start somebody else against McNeese State or New Mexico be, State or something. Well, typically the starter goes, but so it's injury or ineptitude. Two. With somebody else. I say two quarterbacks. Two big guys. Okay. All right. So we're in agreement there. Jerem, who will lead BYU football in rush yards, and how many will that leading rusher compile? After watching last year's pre- predictions, projections, when we did this, I thought, oh, why didn't I mix it up a little bit? So I'm going to mix it up. Lopini Katoa will lead BYU in rushing with 768 yards. Oh, okay. Being very random and specific. Okay. I say Squally Canada for back-to-back years will be the leading rusher. I think I was like within 10 yards of the exact number last year. I think he ups that a little bit this year. But because of Lopini Katoa and Bo Hodge and Matt Hadley, there will be balance. So I'd say around 850 yards, Squally Canada as the leading rusher. Yeah, I don't want balance. I want someone to just be the guy. Who will lead the Cougars in receiving yards and how many? Mm. See, I really struggle with this one because I think that BYU has a ton of weapons to catch the ball. You add MLP into the mix along with Matt Bushman, Dallin Holker, Dylan Colley's coming over, along with guys that return, Alevi Hifo, Micah Simon, Talon Shumway, Akile Davis. Like, there's so many different guys that could catch balls. I think BYU's big play receiver last year will be the big play receiver this year, and it's going to be Micah Simon. 600 total receiving yards for Micah Simon as the leading receiver, though I think there will be a bunch of guys just behind him. Matt Bushman goes B2B. He leads the team in receiving yards with 690. Ooh, 690 would be a really solid number for Matt Bushman as a sophomore. Okay. Oh, he's going to get down the field a little more. Uh, oh, all right. All right. Which non-quarterback will lead the team in touchdowns scored? Lopini Katoa, seven. We'll have seven rushing touchdowns slash receiving. Okay, so you're going with him as the leading rusher and the leading touchdown guy. And I am... In a way, the same, but with Squally Canada. Leading rusher and leading touchdown scorer. Squally Canada with eight touchdowns this season. Who will be the leading tackler for Brigham Young? 
Zane Anderson, your fall camp MVP. Zane. And I'm going to go with 90, a nice even number, 90 tackles for Zane Anderson. The Zane train. Butch Powell, 92 tackles. He stays healthy. He's the leading tackler. He should be the leading tackler. If Butch Powell is the leading tackler, yes, he's healthy, but that means BYU's defense is doing what it should be doing. And the middle that's linebacker funneling things is to the middle linebacker. catered to tackles, right? Yeah, I'd, until I see differently, I just think the Zane in that flash position is going to be all over the place. All right, Jerem, who will lead BYU in quarterback sacks, and how many will that big man have? Corbin Kafusi, six sacks. Equaling last year? Equaling last year. I think he one-ups that. In fact, two-ups that. Corbin Kafusi will be the leading quarterback sack machine, and he'll have eight this mm. season. So how do we get a more sex? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we determine who wins with that? If it is Corbin, but it's seven, we just tie? Is that how that works? Well, no, I think you go with the person that projected more because that that just is how you do it, right? No, we tie. <laughs> who will lead BYU in interceptions and how many? It's going to be Diane Gawoluku, the artist formerly known as Diane Lake. He'll have four. Kainuku had six in his senior season. Well, that, was am- that was amazing. And he didn't even play against Nebraska. I think Diane as a safety in a new role will have more of an opportunity to go and get some more yes. footballs. I think he has four. Three for Diane. Okay. Three for Diane. All right. So are you mad when he gets to four? <laughs> Why would I be mad? Just I because, don't, you, because you're wrong? I care way more about an actual interception than I these. I know. All right. On August okay. 24th. Okay, this one, I love this question. How long will the longest field goal of the season be for BYU? 51 yards. So you think for the Skyler first Southam's time in Independence, plus. for the first time in Independence, BYU will yes. kick a 50-plus yard field goal. All right, I say just under that. 49 yards. I'd be happy with anything between 46 and 49. How many uh, points will BYU average per game? Straight up 25. One over the Bronco mark. What do you got? 25. Oh, right on. Mm -hmm. So how do we determine a winner there? We don't. All right. We'd both get a point if it's 25? I I really don't care how right I am on this. Okay. How many (laughs) points will the BYU defense allow on average per game? 22 points. Yeah, see, Down from last year, two points. Wisconsin and Arizona and Washington and Boise State worry me a lot. I, and I think BYU is going to be right around 6, 6, 7, and 5, so I think they give up an average of 25 points. They score 25, they give up 25. I think that makes sense. All right, uh, Jerem, and we, we've given out some other predictions too, but we won't get to those. We're going to make you go back and listen to the podcast or watch the show. Download it, BYUSN.com. 6-6 record, 7-5. Oh! Coming up, which Cougars in the NFL are playing tonight? Who's in action? Uh, and a couple of big road games for some BYU Cougar teams this weekend, including one top 10 foe. The whip round hits next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guest, head football coach Kalani Sitake and his senior linebacker, Butch Pau. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU wrapped up fall camp yesterday with the scrimmage focused, focused on game situations. The Cougars did not announce the starting quarterback for the Arizona game, but head coach Kalani Sitake told BYU Sports Nation expects that announcement could be early next week. Cougars in the NFL. BYU guys in NFL preseason games tonight include Jordan Leslie and the Broncos, Kyle Vendoy and the Patriots, Jamal Williams and the Packers, and Ziggy Ansah and the Lions. Good luck. Athletics News. BYU announces the 2018 
Athletics Hall of Fame class. It includes Johnny Harleen from football, Russell Holmes volleyball, Aaron Russell swim and dive, Lindsey Steele Metcalf volleyball and high jump, and Daniel Summerhays golf. Soccer. BYU takes on ninth-ranked Texas A&M tonight, trying to stay unbeaten on the young season. Coverage begins at six Eastern, excuse me, eight thirty Eastern, six thirty Mountain, with Greg Rubel on BYU Radio. Volleyball. The eighth-ranked Cougars play two against Duke starting tonight, seven thirty Eastern. Then tomorrow at six thirty Eastern to start the season. Good luck. Former BYU middle blocker Price Jarman is one of fourteen players who will compete for the U.S. men's team beating this weekend in the Pan American Cup in Veracruz, Mexico. Their first game happens on Sunday against Peru. Women's basketball. Cougars defeated BK Duchess seventy-six forty-two in an exhibition game in Vienna yesterday. Remember we had uh, Brenna Chase on the show. Yep, she led the team in points. Karma. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays are competing in the Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship on the Web.com Tour. Blair currently at plus one through 17 holes, while Summerhays is six over through 14. Jerem? Honorary Cougar Tony Finau is tied for second at six under par after a second round at the Northern Trust. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Hanneman, one for three with a triple and a run scored in an eight to one Iowa Cubs loss to the Colorado Springs Sky Sox in triple A ball. Daniel Schneeman went one for one for the Arizona League Indians in an 8-3 loss to the White Sox. And Colton Shaver had a hit in the walk-in Class A advanced. Buies Creek Astros win against the Carolina Mudcats. Today's rise and shout goes to... All the BYU football team for wrapping up fall camp. Congratulations, you made it. Let's play some ball next week. What's the bold prediction you have for the 2018 BYU football season at WD Heath 40 on Twitter? Ten wins. National relevance and a win that keeps an opponent from the playoff. Wow, so beating Wisconsin or Washington? Woo! The elite voice of the day. At before the dark night on Instagram. The offensive staff and players will wake up and realize their stashes don't look good and will all shave them before the game in Arizona. I hope that happens. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to a couple of number eights. Matt Berry, Steve Young, We're eight days away from Arizona. Get ready and go Cougs.